Peace and love, family. You are tuning in to Unapologetically OG with me, OG Barnes. <laughs> so this is our first episode, so I'm pretty excited. So I thought, why not start off with self? So the first episode is going to be starting a self-love journey. And what I really want to cover is my personal experience, something I experienced from working with different people, different clients, um, things I've encountered as far as doing research and things like that. So, hey, if you vibing, you vibing. So let's go ahead and get started. So just from a personal um, perspective and something I like to live by, um, one of my philosophies is self-love is the foundation you know, for everything that you do in life. And I feel like the people, places, and things that you surround yourself with are a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. Even going back to, you know, even the Bible, I can quote the Bible on this. You shall know them by their fruits. So I always look at a person's fruits and what they are producing. And that kind of tells me the, you know, the intention where your focus is or, or if you're operating within your purpose. And I know if you know, I should be in alignment with you or not. Now, I do believe that um, self-love is a marathon. So <laughs> it is a lifelong commitment. It is a lifelong journey. It's not a sprint at all. But we all know that anything great does take time and we don't want to rush it. But I do believe that, you know, this is really the first marriage that you're ever going to encounter. The most important marriage in your life It's just that marriage between self and based upon how that marriage within self is, <laughs> it's going to really directly reflect, again, the relationships and set the tone for the relationships in your life. Just like they say, you teach people how to treat you. Not literally teach them, but you teach them by how you treat yourself. People watch how consistent you are. They watch how you are with your word. If you say, hey girl, January 1st, I know I'm going to the gym. I'm going to be consistent this time. I'm going to lose this 20 pounds. And every time January 1st roll around, you got an excuse. So she already know, like, you don't even take yourself seriously. So how am I going to take you seriously? And you also set the tone for, you know, what you're really to accept from people and things like that, just depending on how you treat yourself. And going through a self journey or journey back to self is really just rebirthing yourself. Just going back to your childhood and just determining, you know, what areas of your life do you kind of want to change when you picked up certain behaviors, when you watch certain things on TV or witness certain things in your family and you adapted that way of thinking or that behavior, really being able to tap in and go back to when you were five years old and you saw, you know, your stepfather smacking your mom outside the head and you thought that's what love was or that's how relationships were. Then you realize, you know, relationship four or five down the line that you keep attracting men that keep putting their hands on you. You go back to your childhood and say, you know what? I need to go ahead and repro. Witness them, you know, our parents are our first teachers. So typically we pick up a lot of our habits and our behaviors from our parents. So a lot of things can be just. I don't want to say easily healed, but can be addressed and healed by just tapping back into um, our childhood and just um, remothering or refathering ourselves. Now, what started my um, self-love journey or my journey back to self was just being in like a weird space after I, I gave birth to my daughter back in 2015 and 
after that, you know, you go through all of the, you know, the transitions. I was already a single mother of a seven-year-old son, and I'm like, I'm having a daughter. So it just hit a little differently. So I'm like, okay, she's going to literally grow up and want to be exactly like me and do everything I do, and that can either be a good thing or a bad thing. And I just noticed I was just in a point in my life I just wasn't happy. Like, on a surface level, I had, you know, everything I needed. You know, driving a luxury car, living in a nice place, me and my kids, you know, got me a nice paying job, got my business on the side, and everything is good on the outside looking in. I looked like I had my shit together. But honestly, I just, I wasn't happy. I wasn't feeling fulfilled, and I felt like on a soul level, I wasn't fulfilled. Like, it was something more that I needed to be doing in that space and time that I was not doing. And it really like irked me and it bothered me. Like it kept me up a lot of nights. It had me crying a lot of nights, <laughs> you know? And so I really just was like, okay, I really need to figure out what the hell is going on with me because this is weird. Like I'm coming to these people's job and I'm noticing I don't want to be here. Like I don't care nothing they say. They could fire me tomorrow and I don't care. I'm calling out and I'm like, no, I just, it's just, it's too much for me. I feel like I, I'm like, I'm too smart to work for people. Like I can't do this. It's just too much. <laughs> And I always had issues on the job with managers. It's like, okay, I'm doing all the work and you think you're going to eat off of, you know, my knowledge and my experiences. And I'm like, you know what? After the fourth or fifth time, I'm like, okay, this is for the birds. So I literally sat within myself and I'm like, I know there's some type of gift or some type of talent that I was blessed with that I can be able to use to be able to generate some income. I'm like, I know it's something, it's something. Now, when I was... I want to say about 10 years old, I started braiding hair and I was braiding hair in the neighborhood, you know, making my little money. And I also used to sell like candy at my book bag or whatever. So I always a little hustler, you know, being young. And I'm like, you know what? Let me probably try, you know, doing hair again. I'm like, it's been so long since I did hair. I don't know. So of course I'm like, let me try the styles on myself. If I could do it on myself, I could do it on anybody else easy. So I went ahead and, you know, did some box braids in my hair. I'm like, okay, these cute, these cute. People are like, oh, did your hair, did your hair? I'm like, oh, I did. So, you know, I took a couple of clients. I'm braiding hair. I'm like, okay, I can do this. This is good little side money. Then I turned my box braids into some faux locks. I wrapped it with some hair. And people were like, oh, my God, it is so cute. What are those? I'm like, these are the faux locks. So then I started doing those. So as I'm, you know, doing hair more and more, and I'm realizing, okay, I'm making, you know, enough money on the side. If I do this a little more, I can replace my main source of income. So when I started feeling myself too much, that was it. Like, it was over for that job. Like, I quit my job. Like, <laughs> I felt so at peace. It was crazy. It was like I just knew that everything else would take care of itself once I just kind of just jumped off the porch. Once I started to value myself more and just really just step out on faith knowing that there's something more out there for me and i've kind of you know building on that foundation and it's time to just you know go hard so after that um i started to feel a little better because i felt like okay step one was not working for somebody really getting out of this rat race um well you know what let me not say that step one was me actually changing my diet i changed my diet first then after I changed my, I, I went to a more plant-based diet. So I cut meat out first and then I started, I went vegan. <laughs> so then being vegan, that turned into me also locking up my hair. Cause I started, of course, doing research on our hair and understanding just how beautiful it is and how it's energy and just, you know, antennas and all of that great stuff. And I'll get into that another day, but just how 
powerful our hair is and the things that we do to tear it down to the point that it kind of messes with us spiritually and our spiritual connection. So that really like hit home for me. Um, I wasn't too big on the relaxer thing anyway, so it wasn't a big deal, but it really made me want to, you know, lock my hair, wanted to hold in on this energy and also referring back to the word where, you know, we have the story of Samson, you know, with Delilah cut off his locks and that gave him his power. So I'm like, you know what? I did read that story. I'm like, you know, I don't know. Let's try it out. So I um, started my lock journey. I don't know. I just felt more liberated. I felt more confident. Like I felt like it was taking me to a point where I had to like really just love myself, love my body first by changing my diet and putting those, you know, better foods into my body, um, my body, you know, and at the same time, it was helping me to operate at a higher level because I was sleeping less. I was getting more stuff done. I had more energy. My skin was clearing up and I'm like, you know what? I didn't have to feel like I had to put on makeup a lot to go to work anymore because my skin was looking nice. And then on top of that, I'm like, I'm wearing my real hair. So it really, really brought out a different version of myself, a version of myself that I didn't even recognize. I can remember at one point, no one would even see me without weaving my hair. Like even when I lived at home, you know, I would wake up and go to bed late at night, taking my weave out early in the morning was my hair appointment. I'm out of there. You're not seeing my hair at all. So just to get to the point that I'm wearing my real hair was just like very different for me. So kind of um, speeding up from there, yeah, changed my diet, changed my hair, um, of course, began working out. So I adopted a workout routine and really got into some radical self-care, just noticing I was not taking care of myself, you know, the best way I can. So I started to develop a actual skin care routine, like in the morning and at night, this is how I take care of my skin, the whole washing, moisturizing, exfoliating twice a week. You know, um, using my toner and moisturizer and all this cute stuff, putting your oil on your skin. And also a hair care routine of making sure I'm moisturizing my hair, massaging my hair. It may sound a little weird. I used to talk to my locks or talk to my hair like I had these hair affirmations to really like encourage my hair to grow and let my hair know that, hey, you know, we in this together. You know, edges, make sure you come through. Don't have me out here looking crazy, you know? So just making sure I just kept up with my hair, with washing it and again, taking care of it. If I'm doing protective styles that it actually is protecting and it's not yanking my hair out. Um, what else did I do? I started reading more. Um, I still kind of have the same rule with myself that I read at least 30 minutes a day, even though most of my reading is done on my phone, but I'm trying to get more into, you know, reading books and making sure just I'm waking up in the morning and I'm feeding my mind. I'm doing something to improve my body and my health and that I'm also doing something to feed me internally as well. So I try to make sure I keep up with that. And then another part was I started detoxing people out of my life. Now, I don't I don't want you to think that as soon as you start getting on a self-love journey, you got to just start cutting people off because you really don't. Um, just the way that energy and frequency works, like it's naturally going to happen. People just going to naturally fall off. It's like, if you have to think of it on a scale of one to 10 and you're vibrating on frequency seven and they're vibrating on three, y'all really not going to have that much to talk about, you know? So they're going to naturally just kind of vibrate out of your orbit. So you really don't even have to worry about cutting people off necessarily. Now, the next part I kind of want to transition to is something I kind of call like the three A's. <laughs> and it's like acknowledgement, 
accountability and acceptance. I feel like I had to do a mindset shift when I really wanted to get into this whole self-love journey. I had to understand first what the intentions were and um, why am I here? Like, why do I feel like something's wrong? Or why do I feel like I need to change my mindset when it comes to certain things? And why does not the popular or what everybody else is doing or think about something does not work for me? Like that was just getting over that hump at first was just a lot. Just mentally going back and forth with myself. Like, why you just can't go with the flow? Why you just can't think like everybody else? Why you gotta be so extra? So yeah. I had to just acknowledge, like, okay, acknowledge is something wrong with the way that I'm looking at this. And then I also had to take into consideration, I'm like, okay, your best thinking has gotten you exactly to this point of where you are right now. So if you're not okay with the results, then you need to revisit where you learned these thoughts and these behaviors from. And that's why I kind of initially said, just doing that self-reflection of understanding, okay, where did I first see this? Where did I learn this? Where did I pick this up from? And going back to the origins of, you know, where you saw this stuff at and just kind of changing that thought process. So I had to start asking myself these questions. Who taught me how to love myself? What what woman am I around that I can model that I say, oh my gosh, she loves herself, she take care of herself. And when I really thought about it, I didn't really have any good examples of it. So I just had to literally create from scratch, like what type of woman do I want to be? Like, how do I want to show up in life? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I got so used to the point that I got so comfortable in just being me that I got comfortable not doing my hair. I got comfortable not putting on makeup, not getting my nails done, not trying to dress up and be cute. I'm like, listen, I feel like I look good and all the other stuff don't matter. <laughs> so just again, like now trying to find that balance in between the two. But the one thing I definitely can say about accountability is that when you choose to be or when I chose to change my mindset to always try to have, try to have accountability for everything that happens in my life i felt empowered like i didn't want to be in a space of playing the victim all the time that made me feel powerless and it made me it just made me feel weird i didn't like it i just like to feel like i'm in you know in charge i'm empowered i made a choice nobody influenced me to do anything i did it because that's what i wanted to do at that time and when we say like accountability like and I know people hear it all the time, take accountability, take accountability. And it's, it's not an easy thing. It requires a lot. It requires one for you to just be 100% honest with yourself, like putting your pride aside, putting your ego aside and just, you know, saying, you know, you fucking up and it's okay. You know, without having any judgment, without having any shame or anything, just being real with you. You know, it takes evaluation. Again, going back to your childhood, going back when you first picked up these certain behaviors, these certain habits, and just being honest with yourself. Like, you know, damn, I did pick this up from such and such. But when I look at this situation with such and such, I would not want to switch places with them. So why the hell am I listening to them in the first place? And then just kind of putting that shit out your mind, just unlearning to relearn. <laughs> and then you want to learn positive behaviors by putting them into practice um like they say once you know better you do better once you know better you have a responsibility at this point and if you don't take action then you're choosing to continue to repeat those bad habits also another part of self-love is a lot of forgiveness just forgiving yourself for what you didn't know 
Like a lot of times we're extremely hard on ourselves for making mistakes and it's like you really did not know. Had you known this would have been the um, result of the choices, I'm pretty sure you would have probably made another decision. So just forgive yourself. And going forward, now you know what not to do. Uh, now some of the habits um, that I have picked up when it comes to, uh, well, one of the habits I created was writing down all of like the negative things or the bad things that I thought of myself or all the things that I was ashamed of and kind of just practicing forgiveness because once you forgive yourself from it like there's nothing nobody can do to shame me or make me feel some type of way like I already processed it and beat myself up about it I've forgiven myself and I've healed and we can move forward like you cannot make me feel any type of way that's how you know you truly healed from something when it does doesn't trigger you anymore you're just like yeah okay that's fine that was the old me that was my past moving forward <laughs> and okay so we talked about accountability right so <laughs> next what I want to transition into is something that I live by now and I'm it, it's fairly new to me I'm not gonna lie it's, it's new and it's a bit controversial but so far I'm definitely liking the results um two of the women that I kind of look up to in business and in life or financial wise they definitely practice this and I see that it can be very successful you know once done properly and that's self-preservation so self-preservation like um if i had to define it is really just the instinct to act in your own best interest to protect yourself and to ensure survival so that's anything from your mental health you know of course your physical health your emotional health your spiritual health like all of those are all in the same category so that's just really making decisions and choices on a daily basis that's going to be in the best interest of your mental health and it's getting to the point where you are unapologetic about hurting somebody's feelings or how anybody else or even how society how your family is going to think about it you just like this is you know how i feel about it i'm gonna stand on my square and it is what it is so when it comes to self-preservation when it comes to being a mom um we typically hear a lot of people say you know my kids come first my kids come first and i absolutely don't live my life like that um i believe i come first i come first in all situations because i am the primary caregiver for them they feed off of my energy so how would i put you first i have to put me first so what that looks like now is every day me getting up between 4 30 and 5 o'clock in the morning making sure i'm going to the gym to work on my physical health and me being at the gym it it grounds me it keeps me focused it keeps me grounded i'm able to channel all of my negative energy if i wake up in the morning in a bad mood i can go to the gym and work it out and sweat it out before i even deal or interact with anybody or project any of those negative thoughts or emotions so it's really been a point of this just changing my life in every aspect and it's also creating discipline with me you know making a commitment to say every day i'm getting up and i'm gonna work out for at least 30 minutes a day whether it's at the gym or at home and just seeing that I've been consistent with that and been disciplined and I'm noticing that that discipline and consistency is like trickling over to other aspects of my life. So I'm here for it. And then, you know, from the gym to, you know, coming home, getting breakfast and stuff made for the kids, take me a shower, whatever, even getting a little reading in all before the kids get up in the morning. Like it has been making me a better person. 
um, when it comes to just my new way of thinking about preserving myself and doing what's best for me first. And then that in turn makes me to be a better woman, a better mother, a better friend, a better daughter. Like I'm just in a better mood. Um, it's also been teaching me to establish in, you know, establish boundaries. Now I have things written down as far as what my standard is when it comes to anybody that's in my life or in my circle and not feeling any type of way about it. Um, I kind of told myself this year that I wasn't hanging around no more broke women or I can't have many broke friends. And some people are like, what? Why would you say that? Because I'm like, I firmly believe in, you know, if you, you know, 10 people, you hang around nine broke people, you're going to be the 10th one. I'm not trying to be broke. Like, I'm trying to hang around people that fit the woman that I'm trying to be. So these women that are practicing practicing self-love, these women that are making the money that I want to make, these women that are, you know, traveling, they're building legacies for their children. These are the type of women that I want to surround myself with. And a lot of women of my past don't fit into that mold. And I'm not going to feel bad about it anymore if I'm moving to a space of, you know, elevation and I have to kind of leave some people behind. But because of me not practicing self-preservation, I kind of stunt my my growth or keep myself back in order to have everybody try to come up with me when it's like, no, you go first. And then once you make it, you reach back and help everybody else. So I've had to shift the way that I thought about that. Um, also when it comes to like relationships and stuff, I feel like you, you always kind of have to do what's best for you first. And if what's best for me is not best for you and we decide that we cannot compromise, then at that point, we have to go ahead and make a, you know, decision to, you know, move forward if need be. I just don't feel like, I mean, I don't want to say that in love, you don't have to sacrifice at all, but I feel like you have to know what you're sacrificing. Now, I will sacrifice some things, but I'm not sacrificing like um, living my purpose. I'm not sacrificing anything that I'm doing for my kids necessarily to, you know, make somebody else feel comfortable. So... Um, I feel like, again, when it comes to the whole kids thing that my thought process is my job is to make sure that I'm being the best version of myself and that I'm providing the maximum resources for my kids. And for order for me to do that, I need to, you know, fulfill my life. I need to, you know, go after my dreams. I need to make sure I'm in a good space mentally, spiritually, emotionally, so I can teach my children. Like they're watching every single thing I do, every move I make. And it's like I'm responsible for two little humans and how they grow up, how they pick their partners. Like motherhood is like really, really like I take it. I look at it different now and I take it more seriously just because and it kind of made me go harder in life and want to accomplish my goals. So I'm like, I really want to leave a legacy for my kids. I don't want my kids out here struggling. I don't want them out here, you know, just out here lost in the sauce like I see a lot of adults. So I'm just like using kind of like real life situations and just trying to curve and, and really mold them to be, you know, the perfect little humans that, they, you know, they're destined to be, you know, they're my creations, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so as far as self-love is concerned, those are just, you know, my experiences and stuff, but I'm definitely like, excited to hear what everybody else has to say or what experiences you guys have i think this is definitely gonna you know be the telltale sign or you know if what i'm saying is actually working
So basically, how you guys can reach me in the meantime, before I put up my next episode, is on Instagram, which is OGBarnes7. Um, you can reach me on Twitter, OGBarnes7. <laughs> you can also reach me on Facebook, um, Octavia G. Barnes. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to my first episode. Be on the lookout for more episodes, more topics. And thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good evening.